Hi, this is Brian Bolio from ITR Economics. Thank you very much for joining us for the Oshkosh Chamber Economic Breakfast. It was great to be with you virtually. And there's so much going on. I'm not surprised we didn't get to all the questions. Um, as promised, um, I am answering them now uh, with the help of a great team here at ITR. So let's get right to them. Uh, question number one, how will tax policies of states like California, New York, Illinois, and New Jersey impact Wisconsin population? Um, I don't know that it would particularly impact Wisconsin population. Maybe there's a connection in the dots that you're seeing that I'm not. Um, you know, a potential connection that was in my head was um, people wouldn't leave Wisconsin to go to California because of the tax environment. But there's always Arizona, Florida, and the Carolinas for that matter. Um, so I don't know that um, their tax policies would impact Wisconsin. I think in general, if California, New York, Illinois, New Jersey, and Wisconsin were increasing taxes, uh, you would find more of the baby boomers being willing to uh, exit to warmer climes. Wisconsin seems to resist that trend. Wisconsin folks tend to not engage in that trend as much as in these other states, which is probably why uh, our population is holding up better than in Illinois and New York and New Jersey. And there's something about the culture and, and family in uh, Wisconsin that apparently is lacking in some of these other states. But higher taxes will tend to drive people away is a uh, basic economic treaties when it's easy to move amongst the 50 states. Moving on to the next question, what is your opinion of Bitcoin? There's also another question about uh, cryptocurrency in general. So let me go there. I'm, I'm in that school that says uh, cryptocurrencies in general and Bitcoin is simply one of the over 1500 cryptocurrencies that are out there. It's an interesting play. But, but play is the operative word. I don't consider it an investment because there are no economic fundamentals per se beyond transient uh, illiquid markets, supply and demand type, and that they're largely unregulated, which is what a lot of people like about them. But the way they go up so fast and then go down so fast, you really need something that has some utility to it. A friend of mine recently um, brought Theta to um, my attention. And if you invested in Theta when it was below $2 um, and it's now at $2.85, you've made obviously a great percentage. And if you had put enough money, you would clearly be happy. But it's based on its general acceptance as a medium with this particular technology that they're associated with. So it's, it's a technology play more than anything. The other question regarding cryptocurrencies in general was about whether uh, we'd see weakening in the U.S. dollar because other governments would adopt cryptocurrencies. That's a different angle than as an investment. I don't think that's going to happen. Here's why. If governments allow these free market cryptocurrencies to reign supreme, then they lose control of monetary policy and no government is willingly going to do that. You've already seen where China has said no, and others have said no to that. In fact, our own Federal Reserve has uh, indicated that they're not going to allow that, and they're working at developing a, our U.S. cryptocurrency to replace our current uh, coinage and dollars 
but they will be in charge of it. They'll still be on blockchain, but it will be the medium uh, so that they can control the money supply. And as we talked about, that's uh, a very big tool, big wrench in the uh, Federal Reserve's tool bag. So I don't really see it going that way. I, you know, we talked about the U.S. dollar getting weaker in general over the decade, and I think that's for the economic reasons uh, I espoused uh, during our session together. It has more to do with the government deficit spending than it does wealth moving away from cryptocurrency. Next question is, based on your view that China's best days are behind it, will this cause them to become more belligerent in the world? You know, the, the model is there that says yes, uh, that is a likely outcome. Uh, will it cause them? No, but uh, will it Will they feel inclined to go that way? Yes. And the model that I'm thinking about is Russia and other economies that aren't going to ever be even half the size of China, and they tend to be uh, belligerent like Russia for that reason. It's a way of asserting power when their economic power isn't going to get them where they want to be. Uh, you talked about U.S. debt and that it should not be an issue. My question is the Fed Reserve is by many uh, bonds. Isn't that a bad long-term issue? I'm sorry if I wasn't clear during the presentation. The uh, debt, the U.S. debt, shouldn't be an issue for the next three, four years. I tried to make plain, but obviously I failed, that um, longer term, it's a very clear issue, and we think it ties in with our long-term outlook for the 2030s. So it remains a very real issue, not from the, as much from the Federal Reserve buying it, but uh, we've added $7 trillion to the amount of debt held by the public, private citizens, private entities, not the Federal Reserve. Um, that's where the danger lies. The Federal Reserve can forestall that danger, if you will, by uh, monetizing uh, that debt, which will lead to inflation. Uh, but that may be the less painful way to go when you think about it, rather than um, having to repudiate on all this debt sometime in the future. Another question. When will capital gains tax increase to 40 percent? Well, you have to ask President Biden and the uh, Congress. Some pundits are saying in 2022, but I've also read arguments that it'll be 2023 when COVID is less of an issue and the focus is no longer on is the economy doing well or how well will it do? And therefore that'll free up his hands to uh, go ahead and propose that sort of legislation. I think if he waits till 23, a lot of it's gonna have to do with how those elections uh, come about, right? And um, I saw those stats recently, and he may be well advised to wait until 2023, given the number of seats that are going to be up for re-election. Depends on how well people still like him, I guess, in two years. How long will it last? It'll last until there's this change in administration, and not necessarily the Biden administration, but let's say it's Joe Biden for four years, and then it's Kamala Harris for four years. You're not going to see the capital gains tax rate drop down during that eight-year period. It won't be eight years, it'll be more like six years, given the timing we just talked about. It would take a change in administration to um, want to see those capital gains tax rates drop back down. And as the party's currently saying, that would be a change back to a Republican administration. As it relates to the deficit, what are your high-level thoughts 
um, regarding modern monetary theory, and do you think our government is operating under this theory instead of striving for a balanced budget? Then there's another question I, that that's a compound question to begin with, so I'm going to go there first. Um, I think they are operating under the premise of uh, modern monetary theory. My high-level thoughts on it are this. It's a wonderful premise in that it promises everybody can be equal and there's no ill effects of government going into debt to the fullest extent that it can without creating inflation and that it shouldn't create inflation for all these reasons. But if it does, then they're going to stop going into debt and then they're going to turn off the spigot or at least decrease the flow of funds spewing forth from the government into the economy. Now, that's a nice theory. Uh, a couple of things are wrong with it. One, um, there's no example where it has worked in the annals of human history, modern economic history. Two, it's predicated on you know when inflation exceeds reasonable levels. Well, reasonable is in the eye of the beholder. Reasonable is going to be in the eye of whoever is running the government at that particular time. And three, when was the last time that you're aware of federal spending actually going down. We saw a sequestration there for a while, but overall spending didn't go down because the entitlement spending continued to um, get ratcheted up every year. So it's got some pretty shaky premises underscoring it. And at ITR Economics, we're not fans of this approach because it has always led to pain rather than gain. Uh, will we ever get to, or do we need a balanced budget? I don't know if we'll ever get to a balanced budget. I'm not sure that we need to. What we certainly need to, though, is see that the deficit is decreasing, that there's a plan to steadily diminish the size of the deficit. Uh, that could buy us sufficient time. And one of the easiest ways to do that would be to alter the healthcare system and the social security system in the United States. Neither one of those is particularly likely to occur this side of 2036, however. Political rhetoric aside, do you believe nuclear energy will play a role in future environmentalism investment? Gosh, you know, that's a great question. In Europe, it, it clearly didn't for a while, but now they're sort of pivoting back in that direction. I mean, when you go through the Biden platform, uh, he's, he's anti-fossil fuel, it seems to us when you read between the lines, but uh, he's very much in favor of green energy, renewable fuels, and nuclear energy is considered one of the renewable fuels. Um, and I haven't heard him say he's not in favor uh, or even against nuclear. Um, the nuclear energy of today is not the nuclear energy that we had to contend with back in the 70s. There's this awful, it seems to me as a non-engineering person, I'm just an economist, but it's normal for there to be a stigma associated with the technology long after the reason for that stigma has ceased to exist. So I think it should be, um, nuclear energy should be questioned and it should be poked and prodded and it should be considered and let better minds than mine make the ultimate decision. So my hope is that they'll at least go down that path rather than precluding that it has no role in our future. And last question, where do you see Wisconsin population trends going over the next 10 years? Will we stay in the light green or light pink? You know, I think you're going to stay in the light green because you're not already in the pink. 
and that dates that goes back to that earlier answer I gave about there's something different about Wisconsin that make that is so appealing. Uh, it's a diversified economy. It has so much to offer economically and familiarly and education-wise. My bet would be that over the next 10 years, it stays in the light green rather than going into the pink. And that, my friends, is uh, the sum total of the questions you asked. Thank you for listening through the answers. I hope they help. And I really look forward to being with you live in February 2022. I think we're going to make it. Thank you. Take care.